Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. The ISO with Dan Dickow and SB Live Sports, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Welcome to another episode of the ISO with Dan Dickow and SB Live Sports on the Believe Podcast Network. If you've been listening to our podcast series, you've heard from experts in the field of sports. It could be high school, college, pro. It could be a coach, an athlete, an executive, a broadcaster. Try to bring you an interesting conversation where maybe you can learn something about the world of sports or give yourself a little bit of an insider perspective. Today, we've got a tremendous high school coach who's also got a unique path and a unique journey apart across the United States, as well as even across the world, none other than Lake Oswego head coach, a good friend of mine, Marshall Cho. Marshall, how are you doing today? Great to have you on. Uh, good. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, let's just jump right into it. You and I have been um, acquaintances for, for quite some time, going back to your time at the University of Portland. Um, we got to know each other a little bit better when uh, – I became involved with Scorebook Live. You became a high school coach, and we started talking about our initial product, and we've now grown. And you've grown that Lake Oswego program to become a power in the state of Oregon. Touch really quick on your role as a high school coach and why it's so important to you. Yeah, no, thanks for that, Dan. Um, this, you know, I just finished fifth year at coach at Lake Oswego High School. Um, it's been one of the most rewarding things I've had um, prior to touching upon in my journey. I had three years in each of the stops, whether it was uh, three years at a initial charter school that our initial public high school that I was at in the South years after that at a charter school in Harlem years spent in Mozambique in Africa, three in Baltimore where I was at a charter school teacher and also worked in the Baltimore city public while working assistant coach at the math Catholics. So, um, and two years after that, uh, you can still up with the journey, uh, spent two years as a operations at university of Portland. Um, five years is the moment in any place. And, and it's been a, it's been a passion project to build this program. Um, and I'm excited to see what the next five years will bring. Well, you touched on a couple of your stops on the East Coast and also as well as in Mozambique. You're somebody who has seen a, a lot of different philosophies, I'm sure, a lot of different, uh, I, I hate to say it, cultures going into a program, but a lot of different backgrounds with people that are involved in a program. You yourself, how do you balance putting together a philosophy and a culture and a program that touches on creating an equal footing because that's something that you're seeing a lot in the in the world these days and rightfully so is the word and term equality i've always felt that sports are the greatest platform to share experiences and and have understanding for others how have you built that kind of philosophy and culture in each of those programs or what have you taken from them yeah so as i was telling you dan um my first five years, even before I became a basketball coach, I started as a middle school basketball coach at the charter school I was at. Um, I was a, a middle school math teacher in one of the you know, lowest performing junior high um, in, the state of, in the city of New York. Um, 
at the end of my first year, they told me that they were going to phase out the school. Um, and the next three years was just an eye-opening experience in terms of witnessing, you know, the segregation of, you know, the student's population, um, the under-resourced situation. So everything that I think about today as a high school basketball coach at Lake Oswego comes from a lens of thinking about social justice, equality, and all that's going on taking place right now. I, I've been thinking a lot in terms of how do we move this Lake Oswego program into a place where we can play our part in playing a part of the reconciliation, playing a part in, you know, in, in understanding the privilege that we have, you know, in the community that I'm raising my own children in, in the community where I'm coaching. Um, and so the culture piece has been really interesting. We think, we think we've done a pretty good job the last five years building on the bedrock of courage, presence, and trust. But what I find myself thinking about now, moving ahead into the next chapter, is how can we have more of uh, a relationship building, a bridge building through sport, you know, the, the sport that you and I love, basketball. Yeah, that's uh, really interesting, really unique in the fact that the places that you've been uh, in trying to implement it within your own kind of thoughts to, to create a, a lasting program that not only has success on the basketball court, but it has a lasting impact of kids uh, in their formative years in high school, right before they go to college, where they can be successful, uh, whether it's an athlete in college or a successful person um, at the next level of business or just in the community itself. So that's phenomenal. I really admire what you're doing there. And I've always felt that high school coaches sometimes can have the most impact uh, on people, both as they're forming their basketball skills as well as forming their their lives as a person. So uh, awesome to see that. You played for one of, or excuse me, you coached alongside of one of the best high school coaches in the country for one of the best high school programs in the country at DeMatha Catholic, and that's Mike Jones. Um, are there any unique stories or anything that you take away from your few years back there that uh, you still to this day look at and are impressed upon and try to use daily with your program? Just the journey in itself where, and how I ended up at DeMatha. Um, it's a story I don't tell often, but I'll, I'll share with you today, Dan. Um, I had just finished, I was wrapping up my third year living in Mozambique. My wife, I followed her out there. She was a public health specialist working on HIV AIDS prevention projects um, for a couple of NGOs at the time. We had about two weeks left until we were coming back to the States. And the prior, prior year, I, I had been working on trying to you know, run a basketball coaches in Mozambique. Um, a year prior to I was leaving, I had a, a good fortune of meeting with Tony Dorado, who is the national manager for high school basketball for Nike. You know him pretty well as well. Um, I had a meeting with them and I asked him, I have a year left in this country. What can I do to leave the biggest impact? And he challenged me. You know, at the time, I was really busy coaching multiple teams and being involved with the junior national team. Started my own high school program at the international school there. And he challenged me. If you want to leave a lasting impact, you have to coach the coaches. And it was something I wasn't willing to do, but I realized that he was right. That's, that, you know, leave behind you know, to, for other people to continue the work that I had started. So long story short, I ended up managing to get Mike Jones and Tony Dorado to come out to Mozambique to run a coaches clinic and basketball camps for a week. And this is two weeks prior to me coming back from, uh, to the States from Mozambique. 
And so Mike Jones lands in, Moz in, in Mozambique. We pick him up from the airport and we proceed to have this amazing week of clinics and camps. And the second day of his stay, he turned to me and said, if you ever come back to the U.S., I want you to join my coaching staff. So, you know, for whatever reason he saw, um, you know, he, he wanted me to be a part of that program. And as luck would have it, we relocated to Baltimore. It was an hour commute to uh, Hyattsville, Maryland. But, you know, I, that, that was how we started the journey. And I became one of 11 assistant coaches on the staff my, my first year there. My first year on staff, Victor Oladipo, Jaron Grant were seniors. Quinn Cook was a junior. Jeremy Grant playing for the OKC Thunder was a sophomore. So uh, quite a journey. Um, but, you know, that's how it all started. So I, I look back on that um, with a lot of gratitude and a lot of, lot of positive fond memories. That's awesome. I know Tony Dorado, Mike Jones, and I have had a conversation or two in the past in regards to our, our scoring app for Scorebook Live. Yeah. Um, but I, I didn't know that that's how that came about. That's, uh, that is a very interesting story. But I love the, the phrase or the message, coach the coaches. And I think that's one thing that uh, separates the good from great coaches is that not only are they concerned about coaching the players on their teams for wins and losses, but they're also concerned about improving their coaching staff and building them and getting them ready for, for opportunities. You worked under coach Eric Reveno at the university of Portland uh, for a few years. Uh, unfortunately he was let go. He's now an assistant at Georgia tech university in Atlanta. And he's been a part of a, a really positive movement over the last few weeks called the all vote, no play initiative. It essentially um, it, it, takes the day off of college athletics for games as well as practices uh, so that young people can get involved and vote and vote in whichever direction you, you want. That's everybody's prerogative in my opinion, but I think it shines a great light in the fact that that is an example of a coach coaching others. What did you learn from your time under coach Eric Raveno, both off the court as well as on the court? Yeah, you know, and to your previous question about Mike Jones, I didn't do justice to just, you know, that would be a whole other podcast in itself, just the number of lessons that I learned from him. But just to connect the dots, you know, what I see, what you mentioned with Coach Revenel, my boss for two years at the University of Portland, I see Mike Jones doing the same thing, using his platform from a place of leadership to encourage people to vote, to learn about the process. So ironically, the two, you know, two of the biggest voices out there in high school and college basketball who's advocating for this initiative <laughs> happened to be two, two people that I, you know, I got to work for. So I'm, I'm really grateful for that. And, and as very reflect on the two years at, with coach, uh, coach Reveno, I was his director of basketball operations. So that meant that I was responsible for all the activities that took place off the court. And for me to see now what he's done in terms of mobilizing and organizing and using, you know, that's, that's a reflection on, on how he was always thinking a few steps ahead to make sure that operationally um, everything was running smoothly. So even, even for this concrete example here where a lot of people can be talking about or putting hashtags up, he was thinking of ways to concretely, you know, um, organically um, have a process in place where people can make an impact. So it just gives me a ton of pride to see what, what he's doing. Um, none of it surprises me. Um, his, uh, his lessons that he taught me in terms of, looking at the program holistically is something that I've stolen, you know, many of his ideas to implement into my own high school program. And I'm, 
I'm eternally grateful for that. You've mentioned kind of a little bit or touched on taking bits and pieces from some of these great coaches you've worked with and kind of molding them into your basketball philosophy at Lake Oswego. How would you describe the way that you want your team to play? You know, the first thing for us is we, we are a public school. You know, we, we want to grow our players from the youth level up. You mentioned coach to coaches. Um, from fourth grade on through eighth grade, we have typically three teams per each grade. And we, it's something that I didn't have growing up in Springfield, Oregon. I, I went through three different high school coaches in my four-year playing career. And I thought to myself, if I ever had a chance to run my own program, you know, I would want it to be where there was stability, where there was, you know, kids in the neighborhood, you know, looking up to the local high school player and wanting to fill those shoes one day themselves. So, you know, the biggest thing for us is, you know, as you mentioned, I've stolen a piece, you know, pieces of the culture from, you know, whether it was the math or University of Portland. Um, I joke that really uh, we are the Tesla case for um, how you would want a USA basketball culture and the math culture to all meet. So the way we play, you know, for our players, our DNA, they have to exhibit toughness. They have to, and, and that toughness, that sense of pride comes from knowing that they're representing a community. And knowing that we have a chance to, as a visible you know, program in the state, when they see us play, I want them to think that there's something different, something unique about this program. You know, I think some of the words associated with our program has been blue collar, tough as nails. And let's be, let's be honest, you know, I think um, when a lot of people think about Lake Oswego, they think about the, the wealth or the socioeconomic you know, privilege that we may experience here. But um, I want them to see something different. I want them to see that, you know, their head coach grew up in Springfield as a Korean American immigrant. I grew up on free and reduced lunch. Uh, I want them to have that kind of DNA that I grew up with. Um, but at the same time, you know, I want to touch on the immigrant experience a little bit. I, and you know, we talk about politics where it's so polarized today. I am a beneficiary of everything that this country had to give me. And I want them to play with that kind of hunger. I want them to reflect it and I want them to have that sense of pride in representing their community. So if they do that year in, year out, um, I think the rest of it, the record, the the championships, the league titles, all that will be just icing on the cake. Talking about pride of playing for your community, you've also had a chance to be involved with USA basketball. You touched on being uh, Korean American is is, um, how you phrased it. But you've had a chance to uh, represent USA Basketball and be involved with some of the the highest levels of high school basketball. What type of pride do you have in knowing that um, you have been included in those opportunities and you get to represent your country, whether it's in the Nike Hoop Summit or uh, another event? Because um, that has to, in my, uh, I can only imagine, that has to bring a lot of pride for anybody to be involved in that. Yeah, recently with all this um, time off for the coaches in the junior national team pool, we've had the good fortune of having a weekly meeting, a Zoom meeting every Wednesday. And so there's about a a pool of about 18 to 20 of us coaches, high school coaches and and trainers um, throughout the throughout the U.S. And I've been really fortunate to be a part of that. Um, You know, I touch on the Korean American piece Um, between the Korean and the American. There's a dash. And one of the most powerful uh, statements I heard. I've heard during this time period, uh, we had the good fortune of having General Martin Dempsey, 
former joint chief of staff and chairman of USA Basketball come in and spend about an hour with us on a Zoom call. And he shared the story, he shared this anecdote about being in Israel in one of his tours, and he had a meeting, and I can, you know, I, I lose the details of it. I think it was with another general, an Israeli general. And he turns to General Dempsey and says, hey, you know what makes your country great? It's the dash. And so General Dempsey talking about he said, you got African-Americans, you got, you know, Mexican-Americans, you got the dash, the diversity. He was alluding to the diverse country. Um, he was alluding to the fact that this is a country built on the backs of, you know, the immigrants, Irish-Americans, and, and now we see Somali-Americans and, and Vietnamese-Americans. Vietnamese and so when I think about having the chance to be a part of the USA Basketball Junior National Team pool, anytime I put on that, jersey, uh, that polo or a T-shirt that says USA or has the American flag on it, I recognize that I, too, have a piece in the fabric and the story of what, what this country is moving forward. That you know, again, to be frank, um, I'm a 5'8", 140-pound soaking wet Korean American immigrant, you know, <laughs> living in the basketball world. Um, and you can appreciate this, Dan. Uh, I know you've been an underdog and, and you, you fought and scrapped your way uh, into the league. I think about that and I think there's a Korean American or there's an Asian American kid who looks like me, who may see me being a part of representing our country and thinking to himself or herself, hey, I can be a part of that dream too, that there's no corner of this country and, and no corner, you know, of this, this the professional spectrum uh, that, you know, an American citizen can't be a part of. And so, you know, during this time, you know, I, it, it gives me even more meaning to think about an opportunity to represent our country through the, the game that you and I love so much. That's awesome. I, I, I love how you, you share that story um, and you share it with such passion, which is, I think, essential right now in this country that, that people have passion for their country and what makes it so different and from other countries across the world and unique. I've had a chance to, to travel the world through the great game of basketball and uh, there is no place like America. Yeah, we have our flaws mm -hmm. here and there. Uh, but at the same time, there is no place like like America, and, and I'm uh, I'm grateful to hear the stories that you mentioned right there. Want to talk really quickly about your time, both as a high school coach as well as in the college game, because you've seen basketball uh, at the high school level in different parts of the country now. Mm -hmm. What is the best high school basketball player that you've ever seen? Whether you were evaluating them as a college coach or coaching them or coaching against them at the high school level well wow, that's that's a tough one you know immediately my my mind wanders to my first year again just the impression that you know guys like Victor Oladipo and Quinn Cook left on me was you know just I, I'll never forget it for as long as I coach um, obviously I have had the chance to coach a lot of really really talented players from USA basketball um, Zion Williamson you know <laughs> the first time he came out we were at the October minicamp um, there was a famous play where, again, this is before we knew that, you know, he was going to be what he was. We had, we, we had seen all the highlights, but he had, we hadn't really seen him in that USA basketball setting. Um, and he came down, had this monster block. Um, you know, I just, you never heard a, a, a sonic boom of a noise that, that you experienced with one of, you know, Zion's plays. And then he came down on the other end on the transition, ran the rim run caught the ball and just slammed it. And the whole gym, Dan, I kid you not, just stopped. Like, and there's still like 
50 seconds, you know, left to play in the scrimmage. Um, that that's a sequence again, just the most impressive sequence that I've ever had to coach against. <laughs> um, but yeah, there, I, there are just too many Dan, uh, for me to think about, but I'll, how about, I'll do this, you know, I'll, I'll give uh, credit to uh, one of our own, um, Peyton Pritchard. Uh, he, uh, my first year at Lake Oswego, we were a sub 500 team, second round, you know, Peyton's team, they're going for a four peat. Uh, I thought we had a pretty good game plan. We held him to single digits, and, and he had three personal fouls at, at the end of the first half going into the second half. We were down maybe seven points to one of the best high school teams I've had to coach against. And uh, Peyton came out second half. He had that look on his face like, you know, we, we knew we were in trouble. He was, he was pissed off at the world, pissed off at probably at how he was playing, and he proceeded to score 30-plus points in the second half in maybe, you know, 12 minutes of play, Coach B, uh, Bukula, took him out early, and uh, he ended up scoring 45 points. Uh, his career high was against me on my home court. So, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, in tr- we talk about, you know, uh, all these players I listed before you are these just uber-talented guys, guys who are going to make the league one way or another because of their physical gifts. Um, Peyton, to me, uh, I was sharing this with John Canzano the other, you know, other months back, he he some kind of DNA that I saw in Quinn Cook. Just that moxie, just that just that desire to win, just that desire to go out and find the best town. Um, and I'm I'm excited to see if you know he'll have a go at it at the next level. I if if I if you're asking me to bet on him, I, I put my money on him. So props to Peyton um, and his family. They've done an amazing job raising a young man, presents their community really well, and you know, I have a ton of respect for him. I would agree. Uh, you know, I've had a chance to cover Peyton Pritchard with some of the broadcasting work that I do. And I've seen a player that has continued to work and in, in evolve as a college player. I, I know his past as a high school player, he was tremendous in the state of Oregon. Um, but he, take, he took that drive, that confidence, that leadership, and really put it on full display as a senior. And, and I think, you know, he will, he'll be overlooked by some front offices in the NBA. But I think he'll use that as motivation and drive to carve out a nice NBA career for himself. Um, and that's, that's an awesome story about how he, he took it to your, your team. In uh, the yeah. <laughs> I, I, of all the stories to share, I decided to share that one. I don't know why, but yeah. For all the folks from the mean streets of Westland, there you go. Don't, don't you know, this Lakers legal <laughs> coach doesn't have love for our next door neighbor. That's awesome. Last question, coach, before I let you go. And I, I know the the life of a coach many times is bouncing around from place to place and especially at the college level which which you were involved at for uh a few years um but your your network is across the country with college programs high school programs lake oswego has been your longest uh tenure at any one place and i hate to put you on the spot coach but knowing how good you are on the court but knowing also the type of person that you are and that people want to be involved with, with a person of your character and, and your um, level of success, what do you see as the future for Coach Marshall Cho? Uh, you, really did, <laughs> you really did put me on the spot there, Dan. Uh, this has been a, you know, let's be honest, this has been a really difficult time uh, for all of us and especially, you know, work, workaholics like myself and yourself. Um, it's been really tough. Uh, I just, I have to bring up the fact that, you know, um, we didn't talk about it, but that Kevin Love just won, you know, the Arthur Ashe Courage Award uh, a couple of days ago. 
And I think about legacy a lot. And I think about the fact that I didn't have a chance to coach Kevin, um, but I benefit from the fact that he put us on the map. You know, a lot of people, whether I'm in China running a clinic, they know that Lake Oswego High School is where Kevin Love attended. Um, you know, if I was overseas in Europe, no, because he's a world champion. But what reminds, what reminds me most is I, what he's done with his career. And I know that he must be even prouder of this award that he's received is anything that I do in my career, I, I have to look at that kid, that, that Kevin Love, that he shares about his junior high years or even at the high school where, where he had been wrestling with, you know, issues of mental health. The world from the outside saw, you know, the national player of the year and, and a guy who would go on to play at UCLA and have this career in the NBA. But what, how he showed his courage to share his story, I can't unsee now when I look at my own players. And the first thing that I wonder is, I wonder how he's doing. I wonder how, what his life is like off the court. And I wonder what, what, what can I give him for the two hours that he's our court? that would challenge him, that would push him out of his comfort zone, but it also know that myself and our coaching staff have his best interest at heart as a human being first as a basketball player. So what excites me now is, and again, if Lake Oswego will have me, I would love to carve out a career like Coach Jones did or prior to him, Morgan Wooten, you know, Bob Hurley Sr. You know, I, I love the idea of being able to stick to a community and really build it. Um, and grow it and, you know, grow old with it too. So, um, you know, the thing I think about now is how do I build on the legacy of, you know, of the on-court accolades that Kevin brought, but also even more so than that, how do I build on the off-court stuff? And I think that just brings our conversation to a full circle when we think about how do we use basketball to bridge the different communities that's so fragmented already in our city in Portland with the history that we've had of redlining and the history and the current issues of gentrification that's going on all, all throughout Portland. How do, how do I, as a coach who had a benefit of um, receiving everything that this to offer and have the privilege of raising my own children in the community like Lake Oswego, how do we now, um, in the next chapter, um, become a more aware um, uh, a program that builds young men who will be future leaders off the court uh, for many years to come? That's tremendous. Uh, I had a feeling after seeing some of your social media posts that um, you you have that passion for Lake Oswego, and to hear that in your voice um, only reaffirms my thought that Lake Oswego uh, has a tremendous basketball coach, a tremendous person in charge of, of the young men that that are playing basketball for that community and and I look forward to seeing your career in that community's uh, program continue to develop so Marshall uh, I I know you were um, a couple hours later than I am because you're on a family trip to visit uh, your family or excuse me your wife's family back in, in the Texas area so thank you for carving out some time with me on the ISO with SB Live Sports today um, and hopefully we'll connect again soon because you've always got uh, a tremendous message. You've always got a tremendous passion for the game, and I love connecting. And thanks so much. Just you know, a lot of respect for how you're building your own community and, and the lane that you're in and giving it the best that you're capable of doing. So much respect to you. Appreciate the time you gave me today.
Absolutely. The ISO with Dan Dickow and SB Live Sports, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.